11 o'clock comics episode 161 <laughs> It's a palindrome episode. See that? You know this. I palindrome I. Christopher, why are you quiet? Huh? I'm, I'm getting my stuff together. I got pouring my beer. It's preparation time. Porn beer. Porn beer, yeah. No, I was, I was watching the Bulls. It's a uh, it's, uh, crazy, crazy NBA time here. <laughs> hey, crazy, wacky NBA talk. It is. It's a, basketball is relevant in Chicago again. And now you get to talk to your brothers about comics and turn that shit off. Pardon me? She does it on Tuesdays. We're going to have Ron Salas on a little bit later to back me up on my Wonder Woman. Crazy people all heard together, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. Like, maybe, not, maybe not about that, but just kind of talk about um, perceptions and, and and characters and and what is good and not good and what sells and that kind of stuff. I'm sure Mr. Joe Casey will have something to say about that this episode, too. What's that? He's our special oh. guest? Yes. Well, not not in in body or in voice, but in word, he will be oh, later okay. on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is awesome. It's going to be a feature length, full packed episode. It is, ladies and gentlemen. Gentle women's. Oh, I'm giddy already. I wanted to be Ralph Tresvant today, but I'm not going to be. No. Because uh, you need a man of sensitivity. Yep. I'm missing something, sensitivity, aren't I? Sensitivity. A man like me. Alan just threw his panties on the stage. Do you see that? <laughs> That's right, baby. Ooh, they smell good. They do, all fresh and so clean. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this. Look around. It's 11 o'clock comics again. We're all with sitting you, around the shop. You bet it. 161. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Stretch out. We need, I, we need, room. We need a, a reboot. We need to no. I would like to talk well, about that we too. Have to hire Bob Harris as our editor. <laughs> that, that that's a very exciting topic to me. I'm yeah, hope, yeah I, I, I totally want to talk. I, about I'm, it. I'm, it kind of dovetails into um, your insane um, rant from last week. It's I'm, it's not insane. Seriously, you're ill advised. If you if you I had a. You. If you had a a big old conceptual paint scraper and you just stripped the entire DCU of Wonder Woman, it wouldn't matter a damn. Oh, shut up! It wouldn't. We'll get it into wouldn't. this later. We'll get into this after the drink roll. Call. Oh no, Steve Trevor never existed. Who cares? <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Vince B. I'm crazy. <laughs> well, dumb. Uh, I'm Christopher Nesman. <laughs> Salty. Seriously, yeah. uh, I'm David Price. Woot. It's true, and uh, got my kite handy, so I must be Ben Franklin. <laughs> you were a ma- out there in New Jersey. You were a mason. Show me your apron. Uh, no, I was just paying a little homage to the founder of my uh, university since I was back there uh, this weekend. Uh, oh, wow. you went to Beckton? 
Uh-huh. So reunion. Is it, it always, it, you know, it's the last time I, I went to my, uh, my alma mater, it was a little, a little weird. Um, it, with you being a host. No, but no, it was, it was, it was the first time that I went back and realized that it wasn't my school anymore, that it was ah, yes. a whole different generation. And, you know, some of the old haunts were still there, but yeah, it was one of those where I walked in and it was like, what are you doing here, old man? And it's like, <laughs> screw you! I was here way before you! This is my bar! It, you was, know that. And yeah, it's, it uh, was never your school, Christopher. Oh, I know, but whenever you're there, it's, you know... It's true, you feel like you have ownership, yeah. Yeah, you know, center of the universe kind of thing, but you go back, you know, 15 years later, and, and it's like, wow, it's, yeah, this is, you know, my all of my fingerprints had been wiped off of the campus at that point. So, yeah, it's weird, it's weird going going back at that point. CSI couldn't find anything, even, no, with, the, even with the purple light. All the forensic evidence. I know. All your seed had been cleaned. Back you are not Benjamin Franklin. Although you do have a rep as strong, you strength. That's right. Our Jason Wood, everybody, and this up. Ep- Hi, and this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. What do they do? They fulfill your comic book fantasies to the nth degree at huge Wamba discounts. You can get your favorite funny books and magazines and collectibles and all that stuff that they carry from the previews. The Diamond Previews magazine, you can get that from them. Wacky discounts, 35 all the way up to 75% off some stuff. DCBService.com. And do not forget the Summit City Comic Con because they, uh, our buddy Zach Cruz made a couple very special announcements recently. Zach who? Zach Cruzy. Did I say Cruz? You did. Cruz. I was thinking of Tom. Zach Cruzy uh, made, uh, you know what the problem was? I was reading. And when I read Zach's name, I say Cruz. Okay, right. When I, when I, uh, it's the pleats. These, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <not> burgundy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you. When I read it, it's Cruz. When I say it, it's Cruzy. Whatever. So he made a very, uh, important announcement today. Guess who's going to be at the Summit City Comic Con at Fort Wayne, uh, at the Grand Wayne Center in downtown Fort Wayne on June 18th. Guess who's going to be there? Jack Kirby. We I wish. I Stanley man, Lieber. I told I told Zach if I could I would crawl to Summit City after he told me who was going to be there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Then why don't you tell them since you're so excited? It, uh, Dennis Effin Cohen is going he, to be at Summit legitimately. That's legit. He changed his middle name to Effin. The Effin, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Co-creator of Static, artist on oh, uh, the artist question, question, by, question. By, by, by oh, O'Neill. Um, Deathlock. Deathlock. He. Oh my God. Oh. The cape. The caped rat. What's his name? Oh, Batman. He's not a rat. He's Batman. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, he did the uh, Sam Ham Britain issue. That's yeah. right. Oh my like, God. Yeah. I think him, and I, I immediately think question is is what I. Equate yeah. To. Yeah. I you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with you on that. But I mean, I love his Deathlock. That run was so oh, well. Yeah. I shouldn't say the entire Red run. Bye. It fell off the rails towards the very, very end, but the first, like, what, 20 are gold. Yeah, pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. I think he, he's uh, he's from Indiana, so uh, it's kind of a homecoming for Dennis. That's yes. Cool. Uh, uh, and you know what? 
$10 gets you in. And if you have a little sprout that's 12 years old or under, they will get in free with your paid admission. Look at $10 that. $10 to pay his stock, Dennis Cohen. That's mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> in addition to Mike Norton, Tom Scioli, uh, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Dennis Cowan, Gary Friedrich, uh, Sean McKeever, there's going to be like 120 professionals there. Damn. Coming. That's what I'm saying. That's serious up so, in here. so if you're in the area on June 18th, it's a one-day show, get your ass down there to the Grand Wayne Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and see Zach and all these comic people. It's uh, the Summit City Comic Con. If you want to learn more, www.summitcitycomiccon.com. And... If you're a first-time DCBS customer, I always forget to do this. Enter EOC8 into uh, the little uh, field, and you'll get an extra 8% off your already colossally discounted or order. And, so and do this, it. this, this month is a good month to do that if you've been on the fence about it, because uh, I... I didn't buy a whole lot in volume, but uh, there were some some pretty pricey things out there. You ain't lying, sir. Oh my gosh! I was like, oh no! I only ordered like twenty things, and how could it cost that much? Um, so this, uh, and that, that's with their discount already. So this is a good month to uh, uh, to start with your extra eight percent off because it would make a make a big difference I don't if you're going to get stuff like the the Simonson um, artist edition from uh, IDW. Yeah. It would be nice, but too mm -hmm. price too pricey. The, uh, the oh, I got to get it. I it, I it got to have it. Uh, that's, the, uh, <laughs> The uh, Martini edition for uh, uh, Darwin Cook's Parker is uh, is in this month's preview. Yes, sir. So. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't what, know if what it's. What are you fucking laughing at? I don't know if it's a conscious what effort. What are you fucking laughing at? What? What you laughing at? That you laughing at Darwin Cook? No joke. <laughs> <laughs> think it's funny? I already have that one edition. I don't need it in another. Um, you need it oversized. Nah, nah. It's it's beautiful, but nah. I just look at the pictures. I don't even read the story. Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's a conscious effort on the part of Image, but they are knocking everybody else off my uh, uh, pull list. They're, 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 they're flooding. It, well, an image-sized flood. They're coming out with a lot of number ones, a lot of miniseries, a lot of new series, and it's like I see my order every month just more and more and more image and i tell you the truth i didn't even order the commandy omnibus last month because i couldn't fit it wow With, really yeah i'll get but, it at a show or well, something I mean, you have it and that's yeah cool. yeah i have them but I, it would be nice to have them first what 20 in in one volume i didn't i didn't order because i couldn't couldn't swing it with all the images and yeah. i'm not even getting them all there's a, a good uh good book from image coming out uh, i got a preview of called um the drums See, I passed on that one. Did it's, you get kind of, that? Kind of, well, it's kind of a, a supernatural detective thriller, so it's you know it's a uh, Chris by me. Yeah. Uh, but but I got uh, I got the preview of it, but I, I will be picking it up. And uh, beautiful art. I I forget who it's um, uh, who it's drawn by, but uh, if you're a, a Nathan Fox fan, uh, kind of kind of dark and, and eerie looking. It did along, look nice, not, yeah. Not, not, not as, as brushy as, uh, as Nathan's work, but um, um, good, good and creepy. So, good, good looking stuff. Good and creepy. Nice. Good and creepy. Chris, do your job. Oh, um, yeah. Um, it is time for the drink roll call. Vince, why don't you start us off this week? I am drinking, as always, black and tan, because it's delicious, and it makes me smile. All right. Aww. Software update. What the hell is this shit? Why is it doing it now? Uh, no, no uh, software update now. That's weird. 
No. It's 9.17. It's, it's not even in, uh, on the nose. Maybe it's, it's a you, critical update. Yeah, it could be. All right, whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, David. Uh, I cooked myself a nice steak for dinner, so I figured, well, hey, what, what goes good with steak? So I'm having... Vampires? There you go. Uh, by... Uh, Terrazas of uh, Argentina. Nice. Hey, Argentinian Argentina. can't go wrong, man. That's good stuff. Uh, Jason. Letting you down this week, my friend. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a little detox after a long weekend of trying to pretend I was 21 again, so I'm having a little Diet Dr. Pepper. I understand. It's, uh, you, leave your, uh, you leave your dick at Penn? Oh, my God. Uh, my Gronk was cut off at Penn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm having it, it is uh, it, it's still kind of cold and rainy here in Chicago, but damn it, I'm gonna start breaking out the uh, the summer beers and and summer means IPAs for me, uh, nice bright refreshing IPA and one of my favorite IPAs uh, on the beer alone. The beer is very good, but I also love it because it's served in a can and. This is is helping to dispel the myth that that cheap beer is sold in cans, kind of like uh, with with wine and and screw tops. It's it's something that's becoming more socially accepted that you can buy a a really nice bottle of wine and it doesn't have to have a cork in it. Screw tops are completely acceptable. Same thing with uh, with canned beer. It's actually probably better for the beer because light can't penetrate it, and so the beer will stay fresher longer. And so I think you're going to start to see a lot more craft brewers go to uh, uh, cans instead of bottles for uh, for economy's sake, and and it's actually better for the beer. So the one that I'm drinking is from Ska Brewing, and uh, it is in Durango, Colorado, and it is their fantastic IPA. If you like really hoppy, like really hoppy IPAs, it is their Modus Hopperendi. Hilarious! Oh, that's a great name. Isn't it a great name for us? You, you should change it to Modoc. Modoc, the Modoc Hopperendi. Yes. Um, this is, uh, yeah, it's their their Modus Hopperendi, and it is a really good hoppy IPA. So if you're an IPA fan, and uh, if you if you have a, a craft brew that or craft brewery that you like, I'll guarantee you they have an IPA. It's their uh, every every craft brewery has one. So uh, the one from Ska Brewing is is a good one, and it's in a bright green can. You can't miss it. Cool. So there you go. That's excellent. I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's a uh, graphic design wise, the can's really cool looking. Uh, <laughs> I um, do that too. Man, that, man, that's a shitty label. Oh, uh, uh, you know, you my, see my a nice. Buddy, um, uh, my good buddy Kyle Bice, uh, a fellow of Chicago, and actually lives here in the neighborhood with me, has uh, uh, designed a new line of labels for uh, New Holland Brewing in Michigan, okay. uh, and their their Mad Hatter line. So, uh, whenever those come out, I'm sure I'll be drinking lots of New Holland with uh, with Kyle's art on them. It's it, it's really kind of neat looking at at the art of uh, of craft breweries. And uh, it's interesting because I've seen a few comic book artists that have designed labels. Um, uh, Jim Rugg 
has done some some brewery work. No kidding. Uh huh. Um, a few other folks. I'll, I'll get some names together, but yeah, there's uh, there's a few uh, a few comic book artists that have done some done some design work for for craft breweries. So some cool stuff. I see. We could actually collect bottles then. The heck yeah! I would put a Jim Rugg design beer bottle on my shelf. Oh, yeah. why, the, why the hell not? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. You got to keep an eye out for those. I I, I will. I will, and, and Kyle's book is is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, so you want to talk about this this DC stuff? Sure. I would just want to l- drop a little foreshadowing on your asses. Sure. I read something for this week. I went back twenty years. Yeah, maybe twenty years, and you're all going to enjoy what I have to talk about for a change. It's not going to hit. Not, it's not going to hit one of you or two of you. All of you are going to enjoy it. I don't. I don't. I don't care how much ElfQuest you read. I love ElfQuest. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like but no, this is going to ring all your bells. So ring let's move on. Bell. Let's move on. Ring <laughs> oh, Alan has no panties on, and you're singing, dude. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> all, up in here. all right, let's talk about this DC thing. This rumor, rumored DC. I was going to say. Now, why don't you set it up so so we can knock it oh, down? Uh, you're the one that posted it on the forum, which you can find where, David? com slash forum. Oh, a little bit of enthusiasm. Young I know, man. right? Bleeding <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cool uh, uh, had a uh, reported rumor that coming in September, we could see a massive... Um, Across the board. Across the board reshuffling for for DC's titles and uh, all new number ones, which, I mean, we've seen before. Uh, don't know how deep it'll go as far as maybe wiping. Uh, just the, the tip. The, yeah, yeah just, just tip, I promise. Uh, wiping the continuity slate you. clean. Uh, like I said, very but few details coming out but that was uh, the thing though it was a bit vague because they did say renumbering right right they did say renumbering but they didn't exactly say a continuity sweep they said something about all uh all these they listed they cited a bunch of dc books that had major yeah major storylines were ending like the green lantern books are in uh cleanup and that the wonder woman thing is (laughs) ending uh, J- JLA is supposed to end at a certain number, and then you had these stories that were reaching their rousing finales with these issues, and then nothing after did I, that. Did, did, did she like dump you when you were in high school or something? <laughs> she wouldn't let me kiss her. Uh huh. Is that yeah. is that it? Is that it? And I even I even paid for it, man. She wouldn't let me. Yeah. Took so I mean, we, we don't. What, what we what we're speculating is that we're going to see a bunch of new number ones that a lot of titles will be relaunched and it'll be kind of a clean up period and probably some new series that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, new again. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just seeing. You know, the the they're they're bringing to an end a lot of storylines, a lot of series, and and you'll see kind of a, uh, you know, honestly, for, for me, I don't, if they want to stop everything in August and relaunch everything with a number one, I'll be fine with that. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great jumping off. It's a great jumping on. Um, it's a, it's it's an opportunity, especially with what's so going on. So innovative too, right? Well, no, it's ha- it's it's happened before, but 
it hasn't it hasn't happened at a time when there was an a uh, completely new delivery system in in the market. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. But Crisis on Infinite Earths is right I was around. Just say, the, I mean, as far as digital goes, because unless you unless you're only like twenty three years old, then yeah, you're right. No, I think what Chris means is an immediate delivery system. Whereas, yeah, you have well, that's to direct- what I'm with digital. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with 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 digital starting to become. Um, an easier an easier way for people to get comics. Not a bad time to say, "Hey, here's a great place to start," you know, and have your Superman one, Batman one, Wonder Woman one, Green Lantern one, all that sure. stuff. And day, uh, day and date, simultaneous physical and digital releases. Yeah, they I have to do getting, that. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there because they're still not gonna they're still yeah. not gonna piss off their. You know, Dan DiDio for a long time has been very upfront about DC being a friend to the direct market. So I don't know if we'll see that, but um, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. Why don't you take the baton from Eric Larson and run with that? Sell it uh, same price as the digital, as the um, physical version, and then next month drop it down. I don't want to get into the digital debate. Right, but what that can be. I, th- I think I think it's much more interesting the opportunity that DC would have to um, to to wipe the the continuity slate, if not clean, at, at least kind of you know I, I guess you know s- scrape, prime, and repaint a little bit. Yeah. See, I was thinking about that initially on the forum for uh, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. We already did that. Uh, we didn't do it enthusiastically. That's neither right. did I. Right. Uh, I was, I, 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 initially I said on the forum that, oh my God, it would be such a great opportunity to extract themselves from the shackles of continuity and get some awesome new stories that have no bearing on anything and you can start fresh and all these creative types would be free to explore avenues they couldn't have done in the past because of all this mountain of continuity. But then I was thinking about it, and yeah. even even if you start a line in that manner that is completely free of continuity, you're still bound by continuity because the fans are going to look at the stuff and say, well, I wonder how this plays into it that happened in this issue back then. Or I wonder if this has... No, I wonder if this has any bearing with this. And your creative types are going to put a couple... Well, maybe more than a couple of that nudge, nudge, wink, wink stuff like, you know, like Easter eggs and story plots where, oh, in this universe, Alfred is Batman and Bruce is the butler, you know, which is still beholden to old continuity. What we forget is that the creators are fans. You know, why is why do people love Jeff Johns so much? Why do DC fans love Jeff Johns so much? (laughs) Wow. <laughs> it's see he's devastating and he only said two words. Um, <laughs> oh, high five. point here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, DC fans love Jeff Johns because he is an Uber fan. Yeah. That's he is the guy that has the long boxes of comics and knows continuity and is so good at 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 mining DC continuity and bringing it back to be, you know, updated and and relevant again. That's why you know guys like Tom Caters love Jeff Johns. 
and it's why oh, oh, you know people love Mark Wade is because they know all this stuff and so they build on the continuity which makes it which makes it very very right. cool and very fun. I mean, we've seen it with Marvel with the with the Ultimate Universe is that you can have a Spider-Man start from scratch and hey 20 issues in if you want to introduce the ultimate version of craven the hunter it can be craven you know kind of in name only but you know the the basics of that character and what that means so i think that you can you can walk a line of wiping continuity clean and introducing old characters but doing it in in a new way Right, but then you're still, to a certain degree, shackled by that old continuity. There's a reason why Age of Apocalypse hit so big with fans was because they took the old status quo and scrubbed it, made it shiny, and tweaked it a bit, a little bit fresh and new, put some deodorant on it, and it was, quote, new, but it was still in the shadow of the old stuff. These stories, once you tell them, Stories never go away. Uh, I mean, the, the continuity is always going to be there no matter what you do because you're dealing with characters that are 60, in some case, 70 years old. So yeah. you're never, they're, they're, there's not a way uh, to escape f- from underneath the, that shadow. Their greatest strength is their greatest weakness. In right. That way. But, you know, I've got no problem if they do a, a company wide reboot numbering wise and and it's like yep everything starts at one but then we start getting into the the marketing bullshit of what happens whenever detective comics hits their what 900th issue yeah you don't think that they're going to put 900 on there or or put special 900th issue of of course they are and and so they go back to god marvel was terrible about that for about two years what two three years is that they started things uh, the renumbering and then whenever they would hit a landmark issue they'd go back to that numbering and i know that they're not the only offender but it's it's coming up with fantastic four you're gonna see it yeah oh so what 600 uh, uh, whatever number I don't know. I was I'm not paying attention to that. But yeah. I, this is not the Chris and Vince show. How about you guys? What do you think? Um, well, a couple things. Uh, first of all, I agree that well, it, a little hard for me to react to this too fervently, only because it's from it's Rich Johnson and Billy Blank, you yeah, know, and it's it's rumors. So, like, I don't want to. I can't react strongly one way or the other, but but let's presume for a second that there's some truth to it. Um, if it's a real total line-wide reboot, I'd be kind of surprised, actually. Um, just because I know you were saying you didn't want to bring digital into this, but I don't I don't see how they would decide to do anything like that without digital being a part of it, because the reality is to pretend like you're wiping out, you know. 30 years of continuity for counting up to from crisis or or 70 years of continuity for counting all of it if if that's really what they had in mind i don't see how you would do that if all you were doing was counting on the existing direct market because you'd be alienating the few fans you have left um for the most part so because the notion that you're going to magically entice a whole new generation of comic readers to show up to comic book stores because there's not continuity is ridiculous so so i don't i just don't see the logic in that but now if they did think to themselves let's have a whole new line start fresh and we'll have a digital end in comic stores and all that you know that be bold i'd give them a hell of a lot of credit for a bold move i don't know if i have much faith that it would help them in the grand scheme of things but they need to do something because um 
they're not exactly in the catbird seat right now. Um, well, the catbird seat's getting fucking lower and lower each. Month, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, right. That's it, what I mean. It, I mean, it's it, it, in it, a declining it, it, market. It, it, they're they're declining it, faster. So it's just well, uh, it's you know. it's getting to be the tallest midget argument. Yeah, absolutely. Bet or bet, you know, best house in a bad neighborhood type of thing. Um, Fear, but, Fear itself number one had a nice soft bounce. Uh, no, one twenty eight is terrible for a first issue yeah. of a major event. It's yeah, terrible. Actually. But in in a, in a climate where we had what six months where a book no, didn't, I mean, didn't FF, even break on FF one just did one hundred and fourteen thousand. I mean, that's a terrible launch for an. How event. many how many variants were there for itself number one? Oh, I don't know, but there. I mean, there were variants for, for, least, for itself. Right. That's what, yeah. Well, yeah. Right, but that's two. Okay. You know, right. but but what I was saying is is relative to this, if if um. On a personal level, I'd have zero interest in it. Um, and, and not to come off as some curmudgeon, it's not it at all, but it's just that I've been an avid DC reader, meaning reading a lot of what they put out for not even a decade. And I feel like we've seen this trope several times now. You know, you've been on the later. You've been around the carousel a few times. Yeah, it's all one. I mean, I'm still waiting to see what happened at one year later. Um, I'm still waiting to see them explore 51 of the 52 new universe that have came out of 52. Um, you know, I just feel like we have a lot of really cool stories that have never been dealt they, with they because they're moving the on to the next thing. Them. They dropped the ball with Red Circle. They well, that I understand a little bit more only because that that's selling. I think bringing in right, but, yeah, yeah yeah. But I mean, it, it, I was thinking of this in, in the analog being the um, the Spider Man one more you know one more day brand new day. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I don't want to go back and talk about what what should have or could have happened, but I, I will always think on a, on a personal note that the stories have been great, or for a long time were great after this happened, regardless of what I thought of how they got there. But I still think that for the most part, the reason they were great wasn't because he wasn't married to MJ anymore. I honestly believe they were great because it what gave the creative teams a chance to look at it in a different way. They brought a bunch of guys in together. They Great creative teams for the most yeah, part. Yeah, good creative teams, strong editorial presence, and they felt free to tell stories that you know weren't uh, beholden to other storytellers. Um, having read not maybe a third of 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 the you know post One More Day stuff so far, um, I, I would say there haven't been too many arcs, if any, where I've got done reading it and thinking that would have sucked if he was still married to MJ. I mean, I think they could have told almost the same stories. Um, but that, the my reason I'm bringing this up is because I just think um, relative to any kind of massive DC reboot, um, it, it's just a cop-out. I mean, if if I just want great stories, you know? Yep. I mean, just tell great stories. And, and you can't convince me that, like, this notion that they can't, that they're beholden to seven years of continuity, you don't have to be. There have been plenty of great stories by DC and Marvel that have been relatively continuity light and recently. Um, their Elseworlds exist for a reason. I mean, you could argue that Flashpoint is that, right? I mean, Flashpoint yeah. theoretically is a, a new reality. So Wait, I just, you, you, brought up, you brought up a great point that uh, they really haven't used the, uh, the, the 52 world uh, concept that came out of out of 52 it's like hey you've got 52 worlds to play around with mm -hmm. so if you want to if you want to write a continuity free batman superman green lantern power girl whatever story you've got 52 worlds to play around in and mm -hmm. go and do it it doesn't you can you can 
tell a story in a completely continuity-free world if you want. And occasionally you'll see them dabble in that a little bit, but but not not enough. And uh, you know, for, for for me, and and probably for you guys as well. I mean, there are there. Are for for every for every one of us there are 10 people that that need their tightly woven universe mm-hmm. so jason mentioned uh just tell good stories yep uh, and and to a certain extent I, I i believe that but in 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 another direction don't you think that if there was a magic formula to telling just good stories that they would have tapped it by now. I mean, it's not. It's no, easy to say. No, just give me some good stories. It just doesn't happen like that. Well, I mean, a, first of all, that's so, not true. Well, they're, they're, right they're, now. They're, 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 yeah, DC's telling some great stories. I, I, I have an absolute blast with uh, no, several Batman titles. Yeah, but I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if if you you as a reader just want them to tell good stories, but it's not that easy. What I'm saying you, is lightning doesn't always strike. Isn't all that great. That doesn't mean that the creators weren't trying their damnedest. It just didn't sure. Right. It just didn't click. But if there right, was a magic recipe, be, that'd be cool. But, but let's sometimes be honest, you'll, you don't, that, sometimes you find it. That's not, again, a byproduct of the continuity. That's a byproduct of them of, of no, I'm, putting I'm out not saying it is. a month. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it is a product of the continuity. Right, I'm just all saying, I'm saying is they have to, by nature, you have to have 50 to 60 writers working on stuff at the same time. You have 100 to 150 pencilers working for you at, at any given time between minis and, and, and monthlies and one-shots and, and annuals, you're, that, that's, I mean, inherently not every story is going to be a home run for everybody in that, in that, in that case. So, I, I, right. you know, again, we could, this could quickly descend into a conversation about all the, 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 the ills of the current direct market, which isn't, I think, any of our points. I, I just think that, um, and, and I don't, again, I don't want to come off too fervently here because for all I know, Johnson's got this completely wrong. I mean, he may have heard all this, and maybe they'll. It's going to be one of those things where they're going to do an Earth two, right? Because there are fifty two Earths, and something happens. And, on and I want to ask you guys that if if we find out that at the end of Flashpoint that oh, by the way, this happened on you know Earth five, would you feel a little bummed that you were reading an Elseworlds title without them Dun- letting no. you know? No, what was it? Was it entertaining? Did you have fun reading? And that's it? right. And that's and, and then that's all. That's all that matters. But you might yeah, have some cool. people who are reading it thinking that you know this is either going to make some changes, just like you know the other events that have gone on, and and you've had um, you know, fallout from Blackest Night and and Vertigo characters showing up in in the DC universe. You know they might expect that things are going to actually happen in Flashpoint that will affect the main Earth One. DC Universe. I, I don't... I've, I've... Like you said, I've, I've been on this first wheel. I just... I don't, I don't care how it shakes out. I, I, after reading the uh, blog post on Bleeding Cool, it's just, you know, yes, Flashpoint number five is the only DC comic coming out that Wednesday on August 31st. The September solicits haven't come out yet. Right. So as, as, as things are tying up and arcs are ending and you know, if there are any final issues to listen in August, then, then then so be it. But you have you have the ongoing Batman titles, and you have a Flashpoint Batman series. So it's not like it, 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 it's hard for me to think that the Flashpoint Batman tie-in, which ties into that event, it, it means that whatever's going on in Detective Comics that month, it, 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 it now Detective Comics is going to have a review. I mean, maybe we're talking about new creative teams. Maybe we're talking about I, that's where I think 
we're going, which is yeah. Some, I mean, some internal changeups. I don't think storyline right. wise, we're, we're having a reboot. Well, I mean, I mean, we have reboots all the time, so I I don't see the problem with doing a synchronized a synchronized kind of you. Know, it's, no, it's almost, right. I almost think they did it with Dark Reigns. Like, they did it with. I mean, you know, Marvel does it often. You know, where it's like, okay, no, it's not. We're, we're putting everything under a banner. I mean, it's not a real big heavy, it's not an event. Dark Reign wasn't an event, it just happened to be the current status quo. And I mean, that's and, and that's fine. If DC wants to have like some um, you know, call back to, to President Luther where, you know, the bad guys are in charge of something, then, you know, and, and, and that's fine. I'll, I'll see how it how it pans out. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. like to see them push the reset button. Would be nice. Uh, back in the day, I was probably one of the only ones that was cheering for Ben Riley. When they uh, decided to put Peter in the back seat and have Ben drive, I was like, "Yes, this is cool because we get to see something new, different, something different." Yeah, 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 it's different. There's new supporting cast to a certain extent. There's new. Uh, the Green Goblin is not a villain. He's a, he's a hero. Holy shit, this is cool. And then you know, fans uh, quote boycotted <laughs> Marvel mm-hmm. and uh, Amazing, and they went back to the status yeah. quo. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, it was cool for a time. Josh Flanagan uh, on iFanboy talked about was talking about in reference to Flashpoint number one this week. I thought it had something really uh, poignant. Um, he wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, he didn't dis- dislike it immensely, but he just didn't think it was all that impressive. It was okay. I, it was okay. Yeah, it, exactly. It was sort of in the okay camp. But what I what he what he said I think was really was really great, which was he was talking about the the end of Flashpoint number one and the big quote unquote reveal, the surprise of the last page. And anyone that has passing knowledge of of the Batman history knew why the surprise was theoretically significant. But in the abstract, if you're reading that as just as a story, and you didn't, you know, if it was quote unquote a new reader who didn't know Batman's history and his family very well, which admittedly in this particular example, there are a lot, not that many people that are going to be reading that comic that wouldn't know that. But his point was well made, which is that from a storytelling perspective, that reveal was completely irrelevant to that book had yep. you not already had a long history with Batman and knew who exactly. his father was. Exactly. Right. Well, then now when I was asking for the captions for the people on the roof when, when Cyborg was getting everybody together to talk to Batman. What's that? It did. Yeah, and, and that's kind of kind of what I was saying about, about Jeff go. Johns is that People love him because he's such a continuity nerd, and he knows this stuff, and he assumes that you know it too. Right, and 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 I think to and I think the point Josh was making, I don't want to. I hope I got it right. Was that certainly most of the people, if not all, that read Flashpoint did know that. So so it worked in the context of us reading it. Like we got okay, that's the reveal. But you know, a story should serve itself. You know, I mean, if 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 the in the old adage, every comic is a is a someone's first. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if flash, if events really are theoretically to grow the market, not just to keep us all buying the, the existing market, well, someone that maybe has never picked up a DC comic before would have been like that. That reveal would have been completely insignificant to them because in the story it doesn't explain why that's significant. This is deja vu because this is I and and as as Chris was when Chris was talking, it it I feel that. We kind of brought this up last week when we were talking about Flashpoint. When I said that, you know, that there were characters on that roof had you know, no idea who they were, and we were talking right, about right. captions and footnotes and editor's notes and how things would. And 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 I kind of chuckle when Chris says, "You know, the end of the is a fan of the retailers," and it's like, "Well, okay, fine, but 
then give somebody a reason to want to go to the goddamn comic shop to look for the issue right. and find out where this character came from. Well, I, mean, I just when, 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 when I said that, it's that uh, the the whole thing with fifty two and right. countdown, his comics, and yeah, yeah no. so those were those were all designed to drive people to comic shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was very, very right. So you have you have this ongoing series that's that that's starting now, so, but but and now you have this new event going on, where, like you just said, Jeff Johns loves his continuity, loves his history, loves Hal Jordan, which is why he's the Green Lantern now, and 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 he's a fan of 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 what he was reading in the eighties and all that's coming back, and but it, it Flashpoint does not have the same feel or is not as I guess, accessible as 52 was. I mean, you know, 52 was confusing probably for a lot of people in the beginning, and if you stuck with it and everything played out, and and, 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 and absolutely, 52 was fantastic. Countdown was confusing just for a whole other bunch of reasons, but it, yeah. it just, it you know, but you, it, like, yes, Jeff Jones loves his history, and, and, and I just, Wish if if you look back, I mean, I'll I'll have to go through some of my crisis issues. I know not every character was labeled in crisis, and and you know you got a little quick little blurb about you know who did what. Crisis, I knew what was going on in crisis because I, I, I was reading DC at the time, so I, I knew who the characters were. I knew who the JSA was, and I, I knew who these characters were and what they do. But you know, I like to think I know a little bit about DC, and there were. A lot of characters, like I said, on that rooftop where I'm just like, I don't know yeah. who you are. All right. Right. Uh, bottom, uh, bottom line, from my vantage point, if you as a, a writer or an editor or whoever is in charge of crafting the story or pushing the story in the direction they want it to go, if you let your readers leave your work with a question that you did not specifically yeah. intend them to leave your book with, that's mm-hmm. sloppy goddamn storytelling. It's, it's just plain flat this, sloppy. This, this, this will rub Jason the wrong way, and I'll try and keep the who talk to a minimum. But it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting comparison that you have this relatively new TV show that is building on on a TV show that was around for like thirty years, and then it went away for a few years, and then it comes back to a a split audience of of hardcore old school fans of that show and an entire generation of people that have never seen Doctor Who in their entire life. And so you have to you have to walk this line of uh, of appeasing the longtime fans but then also making it accessible for 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 new for new viewers. Yeah. And and they've done a very good job of that and so they they've brought back old you know they they've brought back a bunch of the rogues gallery they've explained all of the big concepts of mm-hmm. of what makes that show what it is but they've done it in a way that like Vince said they don't just throw it out there and expect you to know there is a a fairly clever explanation that is given to things where right. it, for old school fans to hear the doctor explain why or who the Centaurans are, 
makes all the sense in the world mm-hmm. and new fans get introduced to it and in comics it's really hard to do that so yeah from a writing standpoint to do the thomas wayne reveal and not explain why that is relevant or who that was it's like yeah okay you're you're writing to the to the micro and right. well, and, and it's don't, tricky. i i don't want to pretend i don't want this to come off like like we like we're saying oh just do it this way cuz i understand i agree with you it's tricky especially because again Very tricky. there's there's the real there's what there's there's what they say that these comics are supposed to be about and then there's the reality of what they really are about right which is mm-hmm. we all could say fear itself and flashpoint and i'm sure the marketing departments will say yeah these events can help bring in new readers expand the audience but i think they know and we certainly know that the reality is Events these days are largely selling to the people that are already reading Marvel or DC, yep. but trying to get us to spend a few extra dollars, get a little more invested in some of the cross titles, titles we maybe had not been reading for a while. So, in the context of that, what it really is, then things like the Thomas Wayne reveal or a whole issue where all these Marvel villains are getting hammers and turning into super versions of themselves, that is fine because we're like, oh, cool, you know, Thundra is getting a hammer, cool, but. Again, like not to not to make this about a DC thing. If you think about like Fear itself, one and two, Fraction's doing the same thing. And it's funny because Fraction is not afraid of wordiness. I mean, witness no. Invincible Iron Man um, or Casanova, but but like in Fear itself, number two. I mean, if you think about it, the whole issue, is basically a few Marvel villains getting the hammers. Well, not just villains, a few Marvel characters getting hammers and being turned into these super souped up versions of themselves again for someone like me who's been reading marvel comics my you know for 30 years yeah it's cool like i'm like oh it's cool groovy because i know who they are i know already what their powers are i know that they're long time relationships with the heroes you know but again you could make the same criticism though if, if i'm a new reader or i'm just trying to put my feet wet in the marvel universe why is seeing juggernaut get a hammer what does that mean to me if I don't already know the juggernaut's a total yeah. badass? Right. In, in, like- in, de- in defense, that scene—if you didn't know who Juggernaut was—still fucking cool. Okay, then what about the? Th- okay, but then how about the in the same issue the Thundra? You know, I mean, it's like she's yeah, just, it's like a big strong woman, one. right? Do do many people yeah. know who she is before? No. No, I'm, right, but she, but yeah. she has breasts. No, nice. but you know what I'm saying though. It's the same criticism we were I saying know. about the Thomas Wayne reveal. It doesn't. In the context of the way that story was told, it means absolutely nothing. Like a word balloon, even or, or a little caption of explaining who she was. Did in 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 Flashpoint, did they talk about Thomas and Martha Wayne? No, at all. No, because uh, when Batman shows up and and tries to kill off Yo-Yo, and and Cyborg comes in and swoops in, it's it, at no point did it Cyborg talking to Batman, and then. The other characters appear, and and Batman's like, "You can't win," and he walks away. And but no, you don't know anything about Batman's origin. Just that, uh, just that he loves flying around Wayne Casinos and Wayne's World and things like that. <laughs> that was All that right. was buildings in the background. Yeah, I I don't know. I just guess the uh, authors should not expect the readers to do their homework for them. Right. It, it's 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 too much of a demand on a on a new reader, and it's it's kind of tacky to ask an old time reader to go back yet, 50, 50, 60 50 years. The issues. It, it's it, so if, if if you're on a limited budget, are you going to be able to read everything that the publisher puts out? I mean, just give somebody a little bit of help. Just you know, right? It, it, That's right, what they it, want you to do, though. And yet, though, it's the same thing. At the same point in time, if if there's a series that we've been reading for a while. 
and I hear this complaint plenty enough. People hate oh, when yeah. don't, don't dumb it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, oh. you don't have to tell me again. I already know who he is. So you know, they're da- a little bit damned if they do, damned if they don't. You know, yeah. I mean, so again, I don't want to pretend like you. You know, oh, Marvel and DC are fucking up. I, I, I understand they have to make choices one way or the other, and it's not going to put on the first way. issue of a new event. I mean, I get what you're saying. If it's like issue 56 of Cable, then yeah, I think you kind of know Yay. that you know he's he's he's, <laughs> he's a mutant and what his powers are. But I mean, if 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 you're in the first issue of an alternate reality, right? Then, you know, and and it's only five issues long, and and there's shitload of tie-ins. But you know, so it's now I'm in on the ground floor. It's not like there was any. Were 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 the the roads to Flashpoint? Did any of them give any clues as to what we we could expect from the first issue of Flashpoint? Um, well, I would say the first arc of the new Flash ongoing largely hinted at this. Even used the term Flashpoint at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, how about know, a- the, the interesting thing about all this is that you know we sit around as as you know these hardened comic book fans and talk about what we like and what we don't like and I, I think every every podcast message board you know internet outlet that I've seen in the last four years has talked about. Uh, event burnout and and you know our you know what we think comics should be and this and that and and then whenever whenever comics kind of do what we want them to you know sales went into the into the toilet and and then they you know they come back and do everything that you know that that kind of annoys us and and you see you know as small as it is now uh in comparison you see the sales bump and it's like yeah you know what what it just reinforces the fact that that we are such a small um vocal minority to, to what is really you know driving dollars out there for comics so i stopped trying to figure it out so mm-hmm. you know, so well i will say though that that actually i think and this is getting back to the point vince was saying about fear itself number one um let me tell you the hundred twenty eight thousand for fear itself number one was not only disappointing i i i've have strong reason to believe that the people at the house of ideas are not pleased with it either um because that's a terrible number for a number one, you know that, and it's it's tracks well below any event prior to this um, significantly. Really? So. Oh, hmm. by yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by a lot. By and a lot. and I whereas after I saw the fear itself number, I thought, oh, you know, maybe Flashpoint will beat it, no, but no. I probably won't just based on again. Yeah. You know, what what did, it, what did what did Civil War one do? Two fifty, two fifty yeah. plus. Yeah. Yeah. So over a um, hundred thousand more. Yeah. But my point being there is that is that this event fatigue i one of the things i found repugnant frankly by a certain person that works for the house of ideas was his high horse not not so recently not so long ago talking about uh how clearly fans want events we say we don't but the sales in the last year indicate we do well actually maybe the sales are about to show you that it's not about not having an event but it's about a problem with a lot of other things that you're not addressing because yeah. if Flashpoint puts up a number similar or less than Fear itself for its number one, then both of the big two are going to be saying to themselves, what's next? Because they, they spent the last six months telling us, you all want events, clearly, you want events. Well, I don't know that we want events either, so w- what else do you tell us next what we want? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's the problem I think we're about to I face. Just, I just hope that it doesn't. It. I mean, I, I I like Fraction as a writer, and I hope that um, you know, it, that this isn't his only shot at 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 doing something like this because it's. It, I it's don't know good. If, I don't know if. The, well, right. You like the first issue. I don't know. Yeah. If, you know, oh, it's I, the first two I, issues. I, have, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know if maybe it's the subject matter. I don't know if maybe it's just because of the shape of the world right now and how much money we have to spend on disposable entertainment. I don't. I'm not sure what kind of factors there are involved or if they're like, okay, listen, it was, we didn't sell a whole lot and I just hope it's not because, well, we, we gave Matt the ball and, and he didn't run with it. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, different if, if, if Bendis wrote it. Right. Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt doesn't want to write another event. Yeah, that I, could be it too. Yeah. I feel like most of these guys, even Bendis to an extent, felt relieved when their turn at the event table was over. Yeah. Um, because most of them, these ideas are born out of, you know, it seems like most, almost all of these events have been born out of one of these guys pitching an idea at the summit, and then the rest of the like you know, friends right. are saying, oh, snap, that's, oh, that's the Let's event. That that's event. an event. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I don't, for all I know, Fraction could be wanting to write 10 events. I, I'm not saying, I, but I, I wouldn't be right. shocked if he's like, I can't wait to get fear itself over and let's just start telling stories, you know. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope he's having I, fun writing it because I've, en- I've enjoyed Definitely. What I've what I've read of it so far. I mean, it's really early, but you know, it's it's for me. I, I'm enjoying it, and that that's really that's all I can care about at this point. Is am I enjoying reading this? I, I, I if I start thinking about numbers and sales and all that stuff, you yeah, know, you'll you'll drive yourself crazy. And um, you know, did did you like it? Did you read it? And did you like it? It's like, yeah, I I did, and you know, I, I really wanted to like Flashpoint a lot, and I read it. And I was like, eh, it was okay, you know. It's it's not not good, not bad. It's right down the middle. So, you know, it's you know, I can root for things, but yeah, yeah. you know, they, me, they are they are what they are. It was the, the the two of those for me was really came down to the art between my levels of you know, Eminem. I thought killed it, but oh, Eminem, it's great. Hubert was uneven. Yeah. Why don't we talk about uh, some other stuff we're do enjoying? Uh, let's do a lightning round. I'm probably oh. gonna go gonna go into Dalek mode. So, a lightning round, damn. Yeah, let's do oh, some yeah, quickies. Oh yeah, you're getting ready to crack up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you guys take it. Well, then I'll jump in. See your diggity dap. He's he's probably gonna read. See now, now, my stuff is all like shit that I'm I'm hoping to take to people because I mean, have you read Jake Ellis yet? Which, which issue? Which issue? Third issue of Who Was Jake Ellis? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Because um, hmm. I know when I brought it up a couple of weeks ago, you you you'd gotten it, but you hadn't read it yet. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, can you refresh me? Because it's actually I think it's been a few weeks. He, it's um, they are starts off during the club and yeah uh, yeah yeah I read it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How um, I I don't I I I'm still I'm still digging it, but I I don't know if maybe we hit a little bit of uh. I don't want to say it's a filler issue, but I think maybe we're hitting a little bit of a lull before we we, we hit the crescendo at at the end. Yeah, I think that sums it up. I mean, look, it uh, it uh, it's I always I wonder sometimes. Again, it's like it almost seems like it's now the rule for these guys that they have to write five or six issue arcs because they know they got to fill a trade. Right. But maybe at the end of the day, this could have been a four issue story. You know. <laughs> it could be. And we'll uh, see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe, but yeah, I, I agree. It was. The, I mean, the art's still rocking. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, we, 
we start off in the club and and uh and he's you know he's still John's still helping or or or, or still helping him through it and everything is is progressing along but it's like and now we find out that it, that that it basically I guess he's got to kind of go back to where he started and and I don't know if if we really need to take this long to get there it it was after reading the first two issues and and, and everything was fresh in my mind and I remembered everything I really after reading this just just a couple of weeks ago it's not as it's not as fresh in my mind this time around yeah, it's not as so fresh or so clean. I agree. Um, I also thought the art looked a little bit. You know, maybe it's just my mental. Right. The art looked a little bit, uh, just a little bit less tight and right, too. Okay, oh, I can see that. I mean, just a little. Not. It's you know, it's still fun. But uh, yeah, no, I just. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess you always hope with a new miniseries, especially when it gets off with a, such a strong. Beat, yeah. like, you 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 kind of feel like you're on the you're on the train and it's just going to keep going you know and then get faster and faster and and this uh I, I just don't know if there's a room for a lull in a five or six issue especially when it started off so rocking i mean yeah, it, was, it, was, I it was non-stop right from the get-go and and, and i guess because we had questions and maybe they, they weren't answered for us in the way we, we kind of would, were hoping for them to be answered and and it's still I and mean, i i'm I'm enjoying the mystery, but I don't know how much of a mystery there is anymore. And I'm going to start filling in the blanks myself. And I don't know if I'm going to feel left down when we get to the end. And I maybe it's one of those things where, like you said, you know, if they're writing for the trade, maybe it'll read better. And and, and I hate that because you know mm-hmm. if if you want me to read something in one fell swoop, if it's supposed to read better at once, then then do an OGN. Then I don't I, 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 well, love the and I, I know, I know. And I, I love my single issues and I love going through my old issues and I don't I don't buy collections. I am not a trade waiter. I don't buy my, my trade so I can read my comics that way. I, I buy my comics as they come out and that's that's the format I enjoy. But if if you're telling a story where it's supposed to just wait. Just the payoffs coming, and and you know it's it's been a few months. But if you remember what happened a few months ago, then this will tie in. And it's like, you know, I just if this is the only comment I was reading, then maybe I could play that game. But I just there's there's I'm a grown ass man. There's a lot going on in my <laughs> life where I really can't remember. Oh shit. Okay. So wait, did he put the Bluetooth in? And and was he talking to? And I just I. It's it's great and all for maybe rereadability and I can go back to it, but I just it's it's issue three of five and it's just it's not as I'm not as wow as I was after the first two of five. Yeah, you know it's because he. I mean, stuff does happen, right? I mean, he's in a club, like you said, and yeah, and and maybe that's why the, the, the art's a little looser because you know he's playing with the colors with 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 the strobe lights and there's a lot of purples in the beginning and and but I I, I sorry I cut you off. And, and, and you know they obviously do the thing at the end where they set up, they set the guy up to lead them to the where they need to be, which is fine and all. And it, so I didn't really have an issue with that. But right, it it, it kind of felt like I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the Bourne movies, you know, the Jason Bourne yes. movies. And and this there the movie uh, I think there are parts of the movie which are relatively not actiony. You know, he's sure. like just kind of standing in line or waiting around and. Or searching through an apartment for something, and and that's not very exciting. And then you get these these moments. So, in the context of that, you know, the story could still in in totality be terrific. But like you said, I mean, you know, I don't go to the theater five different 
times for 25 minutes each to watch the Born Identity. I watched it all at once. Right. So it all blends in. And you're right. I just think, again, it gets back to this modern storytelling, like we were saying with the events. Um, I, I, I understand the idea of writing for, for the trade. That, that's just the reality of the market today. I get that. But, but I think what's awesome is when someone can deliver a totally satisfying chunk of story each time out. Yes. Even the 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 middle middle pages, and you know we hear this all the time now, right? I mean, even with the events, right? You always hear, "Oh, it's all right," but then you know the third or fourth issue of an event now, it's almost like expected by people. It's going to be kind of slow, yep. and you're like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's the middle issue, it's the transition issue." Almost like, "Don't worry, we're going to get." And yeah, this kind of felt like that. I mean, it's it's sort of, you know, yeah. Me but the fourth one comes out. <laughs> it makes David sad. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah, pro- yeah. Which means I'll, I should have it uh, in the next DCBS. So, yeah. okay. All right, my turn. Go ahead. Am I am I good? Cross your you're, fingers. You're, well, I don't know if you're good, but written by John Rosam, art by Fraser Irving. Oh, I didn't get it. Yet. Z- I won't give any specifics. Well, I will, but I won't give. Any, I won't dump any. Do not spoil this. I won't. It's zombie number two. <laughs> Spoiler, and I'm hanging the fuck up. I'm telling you. Uh, when this series, or this arc is collected, it is going to be one kick-ass, cohesive, visually stunning document because Fraser Irving is using pretty much the same color palette from the first issue, so it's going to look amazing when it when it's all bound together. He just continues with that beautiful, that pink uh like a magenta pinkish type and the the uh bluey green of the, of the two worlds it's amazing it's just stunning it's a, it's a stunning visually arresting book but again with this issue john rosem's kicking these crazy ass concepts out can i tell you one no yes. come on <laughs> did you like the book uh, well, there's more to it than that. I gotta tell you why I like the no, book. You don't. No, no, you, no, I you just did. John Rose and Fraser Irving. That that sums it up. Turn it off my fucking iPod. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like no. Like baby, I'm looking forward to reading it. it. Can't, no. You guys are you mean? <laughs> no, I want to enjoy my fucking comics. You can gush about it. Read it. Hey people, read zombie number two. I can't tell you friggin' why you it's should not read it. Our fault you that you to. the store on Wednesdays, unlike the rest of us. Right. Well, this now, came out last week, you people. Thousands of people out there right now are like, cheering. I cheering. For doubt us. that. Uh, well, um, ca- Catholic girl with her tiny little mustache kicks ass. <laughs> uh, there's other there's other stuff in it, but all right then. Let all right. Let me move on. I'll get something else here. How about but- Butcher Baker? Understood. How about Butcher Baker number two? Did you read that? There we go. Hotness. Hotness. We can, read, we can talk about this. Chris, did you read it? I'm waiting for the trade on it. Well, uh, we we can I go. I will in. forget by the time that. Excellent, excellent. Written by the majestic Joe Casey. He is majestic, and we'll get into that later. Uh, illustrated by Mike Huddleston. Who else does this stuff? Chicago Russ Wooten did the letterer and um did the letters and Sonya Harris was the logo and graphic designer. Um well as we see assumed with the first issue. Sonya's a good gal, by the way. Butcher Baker, uh the destruction of the crazy keep wasn't entirely successful. I I love the second issue more than I love the first. Yeah. And we have a handful of very dangerous beings who have survived. 
including, and let's name them because the names are as exciting and funny as the characters themselves. You have a, a luchador sumo wrestler named El, El Sushi. <laughs> It's absurdly cool, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> uh, you got a Mr. Freeze-like dude called the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. The uh, electrifying White Lightning, who reminds me a lot of that Superman uh, universe character that was originally introduced in the cartoon, but then they brought her over into the the comics. What was uh, her name? Yes, yes. What was her name? Livewire? Livewire, yes. Kind of reminds me of her a little bit, but this one, in my opinion, is sexier, dirtier, and nastier. Um, <laughs> the the uh, muscle-bound Angerhead, you have, uh, and this is my favorite character, this crazy cosmic hermaphrodite yep. known as little, the... Little the, dangling hanging. The, yeah, a little. Yeah, little. Dude, <laughs> I wish I was that little. Well, yeah, fair enough. A flaccid <laughs> dangling hanging. Uh, called the Absolutely... And South Asia's answer to Alan Moore. We we, we got a blue skinned Jihad Jones. Yes, his crazy ass characters. Um, and Baker continues to make the life of Buford T. Justice, A.K.A. Arnie B. Willard, uh, policeman, yes. a living hell. And uh, the villains kind of find out uh, through the absolutely who it was that tried to put the kibosh on him, but. Oh, it, I love how it alternates between brushy line art and then you have almost animation style, full rendered color, fully rendered color. And it's, it, it, there's like two or three different views in this comic. It's not just, you know, the first page is uniform to the second and the third. Huddleston's all over the map on this and yeah. it's, it's just gorgeous the the uh and sometimes on the same page because if you look at the first page it starts with the the uh the truck uh was um liberty bell is the name of the yep, truck yep, yep, just LA. in in that very linear with the dot the, the dot screen and and very limited color and the last two panels it just segs into a full color beautiful almost painted example of what he could do my god this this book is disgustingly good it is is one of my favorites. And it's all I, kinds I, of foul, too. It be my favorite new series in, in the classics. Ooh, really? We get oh, this strong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet because it's only two issues in. But it it's is strong. only two issues. But yeah. Considering what I read these days, we, we get to see uh, Arnie B. Willard's little winky. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's song. Dope. It's dope. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Really and uh, what what comes next? Who the hell knows? But man. Uh, it's anybody's guess because it's Joe Casey, and the man is. The, let's be honest, the man's pretty the, pretty fucked up. The the end notes beautifully the, the, fucked the, up. It's, oh my god, I, I I love reading the, the at the end of, of the book. It's like, I'm almost like rushing through after the second issue. I'm like, I'm I'm reading the comic, and everything's all nice and pretty, and it's great. And then I get to the to for which it stands at the end, where, where he just goes on, and I I'm almost as transfixed. By his his words, as I am by, by Huddleston's art on, on yeah. previous pages, a, a Nyquil induced state of euphoria, in which he drops this little bit of wisdom, and I'm going to read it uh, as printed because I don't want to mangle it. Uh, you'll notice I don't qualify what I perceive as art. Capital A. Uh, I was waiting to hear. There is no good art or bad art. Art exists as an absolute. After all, you can't grade personal expression, can you? How could you possibly judge it? To me, that's all art is, personal expression. In you know, fact, 
That's what the dictionary should say instead of American <laughs> Heritage's trite definition. And then it goes into aesthetics being uh, having the word beautiful. And why does it have to be beautiful? And, and you can't simply define art. And somebody else said this. Art simply is. And is is say, italicized. When I, when I read that, I thought... Ghost written by for you, <laughs> like is Joe Casey like writing a love letter to you? It's just, fact, it's, you could, you could be Joe Casey except for the fact that he's good looking and successful. Really rich. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I mean, but you no, know, and it's it's like I said, I sent these guys a a uh, a PM on the forum after I read this. I said I'm going to have to start ch- charging Joe Casey rent because he's sharing my mind space. He's squatting in my brain. Now I I. I, I after reading the second issue last week when I was asking if everybody read it and, and I had my notes, I, I had good art, bad art and, and, and art is for you. And then I when I got to the part about all the eighties independent books, creator own mm-hmm. books that he read and I'm like I'm I'm squealing when I get to like, you know, Steve's Inferno and the Jam yep. and and just all I mean I just Yes, people have heard of Nexus, people have heard of Badger, people have heard of Rocketeer and American Flag. And, but, I mean, how many, I don't know how many people on, on our forum or our listeners might know about Lloyd Llewellyn or Stig's Inferno or The Jam. And, and, and just the fact that, that someone who's currently writing an image comic book and, and you know, puts out some pretty slamming cartoons and, and, and is actually referencing old older 80s indie books is just like I you are showing amazing restraint yeah because he mentions two series that I thought would be the first ones out of your mouth <laughs> really yeah he mentions Mage and Grendel yes and, and one after the other it's not like yeah. oh yeah let me go back but those are obvious ones yeah. well that means Jesse didn't know me but I mean Love and Rockets I mean there are just there's so many books well that, that goes back to but, anybody who's hmm no, I was just going to say, pave the road, show the, the 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 path he traveled to get to those books. He distinguishes working with uh, at the big two from working on creator own stuff. As when you work for the big two, he calls it contributing. contributing yes. But when you work on your own stuff, you're creating, and that right. makes that makes all the sense in the world, right there. Sure. The yep. uh, and and any other part I had from my notes was talking about flags, and then this ties into eighties. Indie books. Is, is, he mentioned, you know, British superheroes wearing Union Jack, Captain America, and other American heroes wearing the American flag, and, and his Captain America analogs from his series. But I was, I, was, yeah. I was a little, I was a little stunned, and so much stunned. I was just, I was, I was like, oh, why, why, why has nobody ever mentioned Captain Confederacy? Whenever <laughs> 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 they talk about these awesome '80s books, but uh, yeah, and there, there's a neat little uh, breakdown. His his notes. Uh, on Butcher Baker oh, number two, and, and in tiny, tiny little handwritten uh, blocks, he goes through every page and and the different panels. But there are a couple of things that I really hope he explores in future issues. It says uh, down the bottom, it says Glory Hole Technology. I'd like to see that explored in this. And, and then the, yeah, research third nipple and uh, eating another shit sandwich. What this could be is anybody's. It's just amazing. I, I, you get as much process as you do product in this book. The back matter is as enticing and enjoyable as the front, and it's only two ninety nine. 
That's and that's the other thing, yeah. And which is why it was my my your travels last week. It's like it's three bucks and and yeah. But but the back matter is like this is this is collected edition or omnibus edition worthy back matter. This is yeah. really the type of stuff you'd see in a monthly ongoing issue. This is the stuff that oh okay for the people who bought the collected edition, I'm going to give you some extra stuff. And here's my thought process and 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 Huddleston's thumbnails and things like that. And you're getting it right here. So that is that's been the uh, focus that image for a long time, which is that people haven't been paying too much attention. Books like Savage Dragon have ha, Larson loads the back matter with letters and comments. And I mean, sometimes the, the letters pages are like eight pages long. So uh, but it wasn't only, I mean, uh, Todd was doing some pretty nifty stuff in the back of Spawn. And then you had the the uh, Savage Dragon funnies, which they're very wisely publishing as a single issue or or two or a trade or something like that. Well, but, it was an image, but um, I know Burns' letters pages for Next Man went on for days. And, uh, what, and, what about Cerebus? Holy crap. Oh, I never read The, the letters pages in Cerebus. Dear God, they were... There were some issues where I preferred the I letters need to read pages. That one of these days. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, you should just just bomb out after the last. Uh, right when you get to issue about two seventy five, you around there, you don't have to read anymore. No, just for, forget the last. Okay, uh, around two fifty, I'll start slowing down. Yeah, yeah. The the last couple stories are not good, but whatever. So yeah, there you go. Butcher Baker, a value and a half. Value and a half. It's it's just oh. amazing. So you want to talk about the thing that I read that I know you're all gonna love, and I'll let oh, you guys. No, 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 that wasn't it. I'll let you guys. Zombie or Butcher Baker wasn't it? Nope, nope, nope. Chris, you're gonna love this, and you're gonna give me a very uh, a digital hug when you hear about it because I'm gonna let you talk about it as much as you want to. I have been personally, I've been dumping on this creator for quite a while. On the, on the show, and and uh, in light of his recent work, recent being the last probably ten years, eight to ten years, and so I wanted to revisit one of his works and remind myself. Oh, Frank Miller. Yes, and remind myself what the hell I love about why he's it. Awesome. Uh, why I love this guy, and uh, I chose the 1990 hardcover edition of Electra Lives Again. Ooh. Yeah. And I'll let you guys talk about it, but I do not feel very uncomfortable calling this a masterpiece because I think it is. It's yeah, unbelievably good. I, I mean, stylistically, it's a bridge between Daredevil and Sin City in a, in a way because it's, it, it's traditional with respect to what he did on Daredevil, but it's also got that... Sin City, harsh, black and I mean, there's even a, a a couple panels in the in the back where um, uh, Matt has bandages on his face, and you swear it was a panel out of Sin City. I mean, he was thinking ahead to what he was going to do when he was working on this, and, and uh, in terms of its success, I think he owes a huge debt to his wife because she's one of the reasons why. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Way to bring it down. I think, I, I think that's why they, uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again might not have looked this. Oh. Yeah. Well, he, Lynn Varley's presence is as 
uh, prominent and as beautiful as Miller's on this. Her this color was originally work. published under Epic, wasn't it? Yeah, which okay. makes me wonder. Is uh, There's a lot of things in here that I don't know how they undid. I mean, Bullseye gets decapitated at the end. Yeah, I, it, it's kind of... It's, it's kind of like Electra Assassin in that it just kind of lives outside of outside of reality. I think in a lot of ways. But um, did they ever deal with any of these things in the regular uh, Daredevil book or associated titles? I mean, how do you chop off Bullseye's head and not deal with it? You say it's a fucking Sinkevich story. <laughs> well, no. You, he is. What do you mean, Sinkevich story? He's got. It's the same way you can have Max Punisher or Deadpool and Marvel. Universe. Oh, that. Oh, that's right. This. This is Frank and and. Oh well, yeah, this is uh, Frank. Uh, Frank drew this. Uh, okay. As as a okay. Yeah, I was kind of. And he uh, wrote it. Electro so, Assassin was Sinkevich, right? Yeah, right, drawn right. by Sinkevich. Yeah. And th there's also um, a peek at what he was going to do on his covers for Lone Wolf and Club and Cub. There's 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 the patented well at this point the patented Miller blizzard of little tiny panels like he did in Dark Knight Returns with the mm -hmm. the newscasters and some of the action sequences where he just filled the page with panels and text and then you have these panels where the the book just opens up I mean there's maybe two panels to some pages and it's it goes on for yeah. a while and the it's a it's a a fight scene. Uh, I love the fight scene against the hand in the graveyard because you can actually see the camera rotate around the scene. Yeah, and, then boom, and then boom, you've got a 12-panel grid. Yeah, the next page, yeah. a chunk. But, I mean, it goes on for a, a, a nice uh, did, couple of Did this come out? Pages. You have to... When did this come out? 90. 1990. Yeah. Okay, so, so this... Before this is, Sin this City. Is, okay, and, and post-DKR. Yes, and uh, it's, I don't know when he did the covers for Lone Wolf and Cub, but the art, the line style in this is really close to the Lone Wolf and Cub covers. So, and then you, again, you, you get these pages that are just festooned with panels, and then you'll get the interior of Matt's apartment, and it's a M.C. Escher-esque trip all the way down his staircase, and Miller draws everything. It's like almost like he shot his wad on this, and he figures... Yeah. You know what? I drew the inside of a church, every damn tile, every stained glass window. I put plants creeping up the archways and every, uh, you know, um, incised part, portion of the windows. And the, I'm not doing it anymore. So I'm going to do a uh, 180 and do Sin City where I don't have to draw it. I'm going to let the shadows take God, care of all You're that. right there. That, that last scene with, with Matt all bandaged up. I mean, that's Marv. Yeah. Yeah. Even the trench yeah. coat. Is Marv. Right. But God, it's been it's been forever since I've read the. It's, it's well, actually yeah. one of the big reasons I bought the uh, um, the Electra Omnibus. By oh, this this is yeah. in there. It's in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's for, it's, I, I think it's the first time that has ever been reprinted. Oh, oh maybe. Or, or it was it was definitely out of print. Through the fucking eighties style shades, huh? Mm -hmm. The old black square <laughs> shades. <laughs> like but it, it, oh, there's God. there's almost like a. Uh, a childlike enthusiasm in this work. He, if you look, there's Easter eggs in here on some pages. Look closely. You, there's one of the kids, the Batman don't shiv kids, right yeah. before he walks into the cemetery. The kids like running by. It's like you can, and there's a French character. You see the policeman looking at that old lady French character. I forget what her name is, but stylistically, that French character 
is very much in line with how he's working in on this series. Yeah, Damn I gotta it, be honest, I'm, as I'm looking back through this though, I mean, there's some wonky stuff going on. Like the the stuff you're supposed you're supposed to focus on is beautiful, but he takes liberties other places on the same page. Oh, what do you mean? Which one? Well, I mean, I mean, like there's I'm looking at pages where people literally don't have noses or eyes or faces because they're not the person you're supposed to be looking at, or people that literally are almost drawn like stick figures in the corners of the pages. Like it's. Oh. No, I'm just. I mean, that, I'm not. That's. I'm. What I'm stating, it's fact. I'm not disputing it. I'm. But I'm just saying, right. it's. It's. I mean, it, again, it's. It. It. It's fine because if you look at the page and that's not where your eyes supposed to be drawn, so he probably did that on purpose. But like, I have to say, people would be more critical of it if it came out today. It's just another example of how people <laughs> think differently than they did. Yeah. 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 But well, it, well, but at the same but at the same time, it's probably better than ninety nine percent of what comes out today. For all of for standpoint. all of the other reasons, from an illustration standpoint, I wouldn't agree. But yeah, from a layout standpoint, a storytelling yeah. standpoint, it's, it's beautiful. Well, that, that's oh, the wow. thing is that I think we have. Boy, I'm gonna. Here's a wide sweeping generalization that's really not true. But I think there's a lot of. Oh, there's not that many really good storytellers. There's there's a lot of accomplished artists, but comic book storytelling is not as good as it should be across the board. And and Frank Miller could tell a fucking story. Yeah. See, I find nothing wrong with the art style in this book. I think it's it's masterful. And it, and to get back to Chris's Doctor Who, he likes to drop Doctor Who analogies. I'm going to do that too with this. This book is almost like the Doctor before a regeneration. Miller was never, he never drew like this ever again. It's almost as if he was kissing this way goodbye on this book. Yeah, this the, yeah, this way of drawing. Well, it was it was on to Sin City after this. Yeah, and he has he's never changed his style all that much since. He yeah. loves drawing nude men, doesn't he? Jesus, I know. Recurring theme in his books, all. <laughs> uh, well, hey, it's powerful. You know, we all have them. Yeah, we can. You know, it, it just even something as mundane as Matt in the bathtub. It, the pages well, are convenient. stunning. They're stunning, well, uh, and he's he's this playing. Yeah, he's playing with type, and uh, I, I don't know. I just think this is a brilliant damn piece of work, and like I said, it reminded me why I was a, a, a Frank Miller groupie for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's it, awesome. He is. It, it just kind of pains me that uh, he's reached a stage in his career where he thinks he could uh, illustrate Poseidon's rage by just getting a brush and slapping it all over a page. Yeah. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong of him to do that i just wish that he would remember just how goddamn see that's still too too much subjective i just wish that he would enjoy drawing again yeah uh, you know it's he's had he's had his day you know it's and that's if that's how you want to look at it but god i'm looking at uh looking at electro assassin in the same book and what was God, the de- was detective's awesome. name in Electro Assassin? The, oh, shit, it's uh, been so long since I read He's it. in here too. He pops up is in, in, in uh, Electro Lives Again. Yeah, yeah. But and again, the storyline is very vague. Yeah, okay. I I believe Electra came back to life, but Miller never says how. Uh, yeah, probably the hand had something to do with it. But <laughs> we know why they killed Bullseye uh, to to kill Electra because they they killed Bullseye so he would come back stronger meaner and a better killer 
and to take out Electra because they saw her as a major threat. But they ne- he never really says how Electra came back unless it, it happened in a Daredevil comic somewhere that I didn't read. Yeah, so go to the Wikipedia page. I could do that. Or I can ask David. David usually knows these things. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I got to thank Frank Miller for Electra Lives Again. I think it's stunning. It's one of my oh, favorite I, things. I, I will read that this weekend. What did you say, yeah. David? So you just got to thank Frank Miller for Electra. Yeah. Period. He does. Not anymore, but he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, was he reluctant to bring her back? Because uh, how many he years... Never, well, I, he never brought her back in the... In regular, yeah. Continuity. It was... It, it, this and Electra Assassin were under Epic, and... Yeah. Um, once she was killed off in the mad, that's why I think I I believe he I know they reached out the day meaning Posada probably Bendis they they reached out to Miller so they could do um, I guess Daredevil the end or it it's something that still hasn't come out yet but pretty much anybody who's ever had anything to do with with Daredevil probably minus Mazzucchelli or, or working on this and I think Miller is actually coming back to maybe do something with this project but. Um, I think for a long time they were hesitant to do anything with Electra because Frank killed her off. And uh, there was, I think, a little bit of, of some uproar when, when she came back and was deemed to be a scroll during the invasion and things like that. So yeah. I'm guessing that, you know, now that she is back, that, that I'm, I would imagine that, that things have been smoothed over between Miller and, and Marvel, so I don't, I don't. I mean, if if you can, I guess I'm thinking if you can, if you can smooth things over with Frank Miller, probably smoothing things over with maybe Jim Stone and, and John Byrne shouldn't be as difficult. But you would oh, think, you oh, would, oh, oh, yeah, I, I don't I know think, though, dude. I know. Burn, burn deeper than that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's funny that because I, I, I think like Chris, I pulled out the uh, omnibus and I'm looking at it, and holy fuck. I mean, putting taking nothing away from your enthusiasm for the uh, the OGN, Vince. I'm looking back here at, at the Electra uh, at the Electra uh, this and Kevich stuff, and it's oh, fucking God. astoundingly good. I mean, I always, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it, dude, I, love I just it brings me back to when I first discovered Sinkevich, and it's just like uh, talk about people that have singular voice. I I just uh, I miss him. I mean, I know he still does some comedy, but I, mean, I miss yeah. this. I miss seeing this at a time when almost all comics looked alike. I mean, when Electra looked, Assassin came out, shit. it was like a nuclear bomb going off. But I mean, you, for, I mean, talk about about bold choices. I mean, look, I mean, the panels. I mean, look, fucking just pure pencils right next to. I mean, it's just just unbelievable. I mean, just just you know, black and white pencils, and then just just a little bit of fumetti thrown in, and then just that's crazy. The uh, explosion, and it was. I mean, you want to talk about. 14 year olds going what the fuck is going on yeah like where's my moon artist oh god it it was it was crazy when when he took fucking new mutants and just beat the oh that was oh yeah a demon bear but there was there was a lot of people who as as much as some people really grooved on it a lot of people turned away from that book yeah right but i mean stupid them jason talk about you know Sienkiewicz's work in this, it just, I mean, it reminds me of like the 10 minutes ago with, with Vince talking about Huddleston and, and he's doing a panel to panel just in, in Butcher Break. And it, it, as much as we love, or uh, as much as I love reading, you know, 
Spider-Man or 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 Marcos working on 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 Daredevil or Doctor Strange shows and things like that, and you know, and and how things are consistent or 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 imminent, and you know, not so much with Cuba, but you have how people have that style throughout an issue or throughout their run, and then you have Sinkevich as 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 Jason is explaining in in the book or, or Huddleston, and it's like you know, not even in one book to the next where it might be a flashback and it serves the purpose. You're talking about from one panel to the next on the same page, and and it's the things like that that I just I love about about comic books, man. Seriously, I'm, oh, I'm getting all good about yeah. it now, but it's like seriously, I just nothing. There is absolutely nothing. There's standard. There's nothing that you know. There are no rules, and I I get a huge get it. There shouldn't be rules. We, we can talk about you know how 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 Gabe Hardman will will, will draw fantastic work and an issue with the Hulk or Eagle will do great work on on Fantastic Four, but then you have you just you kind of wig out when you just see something so different and yeah yeah it's it's just it's it's great shit man yeah well and i i know i'm late to the party and we don't have to spend much time at all on it because you guys have already gushed about it many times and it's it's on our banner art but i did read orkstein uh this week yay uh go ahead it's uh it's it's a crazy story it's a lot of fun but it it's it's just it made me think of it as david was bringing this up because it's just I mean, I I had seen a lot of the, the art again because it's been on our forums. And all, but but the seeing the pages in the book, I mean, Stoko is just wow. I, I can see that what the, the, the hype is much deserved on that. You know, whereas there are lots of books that are quote unquote hyped books, particularly from Image. You know, they get the hype and all. Oh, but this book, oh my god! I mean, there really is nothing else like it on the stands right now. Um, and and regardless of what what whether the story's to your liking, I, I happen to love the story. But regardless of of whether it I mean. Artistically, it's just astounding. And Vince, I can—I mean, this is totally up your alley. I mean, the oh my god, the, yeah, the melding of of the the just the the raw organic images mixed in with with you know machinery and buildings and how everything's sort of intertwined, and you don't know where the lines drawn between what's alive and what's just you know functional. And it's 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 unbelievable. And the fact that he drew it, colored it, inked it, put the the, the you know the 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 word balloons in it. I mean. Oh, what a what a singular achievement! Because I mean, the the lettering's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's just the colors make the book. It, ah, it's unbelievable. Just uh, I'm a dope for waiting this long to read it. But out of nowhere, too, this is the first no. I've ever heard of of James Stokoe. And when I I got the first issue, I, we saw the preview images from the cover, and I was instantly captivated by the cover. I said, "This will be mine." But when you open the <laughs> when you open the, the the cover and and start reading that sucker, it just completely envelops you. There's no escaping it. Uh, you're you're as enthralled as much with the 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 uh, creation process as you are with the story. The story's mm. freaking weird, and it, you just feel like a, a you're on a different. Uh, plain when you read that thing, but yep. visually, oh, to 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 kind of conceive a guy sitting down and those double page spreads, sitting down, plotting them out and drawing them. It's it's it hurts my head to conceive of actually sitting there and doing that. I can oh, just the, the amount of world building that yeah. went into it was oh, totally, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Whew. I uh, it was funny too because as I'm looking at it visually, I thought the the only thing I I've seen. That reminds me of it anytime recently was uh, One Piece, actually. Like, uh, you know, some of the characters in One Piece, mm-hmm. like when, when yeah. they, you know. Just yeah, but it's not, good. Not, not, not the totality of it. I don't think One Piece is detailed, but I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of the, like, when they eat the, what's the fruit, Vince, that the, the, they the eat? Gum, you know, gum. Can, gum, yeah, gum they can fruit. grow and extend, and it's just, yeah. you know, the, the, it 
kind of reminded me of that. But uh, and uh, and one eye sort of like Karnak, like yeah. his his yeah. power is to find the faults in things, and it's pretty cool. Too bad he didn't have big old poofy headdress on. That'd be great, like Karnak. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, band. if you like Stoko stuff, there, there's a kind of uh, approach, if you will, or a school of of uh, drawing that they share with Stoko and you should check out Brendan Graham's uh, King City. Brandon Graham's well, King City. You know, I really to, do. I really yeah, do. Say um, stuff about it. The Stoko, you know, the original art that he's that's being sold is by the the guy that reps him also reps Brandon Graham. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, uh, and because I've heard so much good about King City, I, I it's way up on my list now. I don't own it yet, but I I definitely think that you're right. Word, word of warning though. Uh, I may be putting the kibosh on it by saying this, but it's a very youthful story, as in late teens, early twenties type story. It there it, there is moments in the story where it is very reminiscent of Scott Pilgrim. Okay, fair enough. But I don't want to say it's like Scott Pilgrim. There's a feeling that that um the the youthful vibe through it and i mean they're they're kids and they're very concerned with love and technology and and gaming and you know getting some and it's it's just it's a very young very uh, fresh kind of approach and it, it did remind me a little bit of scott pilgrim and stuff but visually it's nothing like it mm-hmm. so you know, you may. There's a cat that's used as a weapon. Ooh. A cat. Yeah, it's cool. That's funny because yeah. if you do that in DC, it's called the worst comic issue ever. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. But it, it does share that whole world building mm-hmm. aspect with with Orkstein too. Yeah. By King the way, City's I'm convinced magnet. that you rubbed one out at least once or twice to that poison thrower chick. Maybe in Orkstein. <laughs> <laughs> Blue skin, big booty, big breasts. I know it. I know it. And it's hot too, isn't it? It's you know, there's a lot of there's an undercurrent of sex throughout all the issues. There's just well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Gi- my gigantic alley. monster dongs hanging as was accoutrements to the. <laughs> oh, they, they, they use they use dehydrated and cut up dicks as currency. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. Chris, we get about 15 cents from you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be. No, I'm just kidding. You know I love you. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be much more. Much more. Yeah, than 15 cents. Nickel, See, I want... <laughs> nickel with a dimple in it. Vince <laughs> gave his wife eight inches last night. He fucked her five times. You betcha. <laughs> hey, I do it right. But anyway, I just and and how about Miller to get back to Electra Lives again really briefly? A Daredevil type story that Matt Murdock does not put the costume on once. That takes restraint. Oh, it's like it's like the ten years of Bendis. That's terrible. I, I, love, I love this is run on Daredevil. I thought it was it was it was probably the second or third best in the history of the character. Yeah. So, well, let's just say talk about you can't go home again. Moon Knight ain't gonna be <laughs> seminal uh, run. Let me tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, tell my us about wife, it. Wife actually got really excited about a, a Bendis comic this week. My wife doesn't read comics. Uh, informed me 
on the couch last night as she was farting around on uh, on the internet that uh, Marvel is going to produce uh, a castle comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're going to be written by uh, Bendis and Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yes, they are. So my wife excited about that. Me don't really care. But yeah. <laughs> but Boy, the, the power Nathan Fillion has over women. Good God. Yeah, I I, I like that show. I think it's, me too. I, I like the show myself. Very, yeah, yeah, very entertained by it. Nathan, anything that Nathan Fillion touches in geek culture seems to be yeah. very popular and it, so yeah we'll see we'll see oh speaking of uh koei i gotta i gotta plug the the local comic shops here um the 25th which is next wednesday right sure uh, it's the 18th it, yep it, if we're all around after then <laughs> what, yeah. with, what what's going down on saturday <laughs> if, if we're if we're uh if we're still alive after you'll the, be gone we'll be here Yes, <laughs> I'll be gone. It's uh, I don't, I don't after the rapture. Um, Kelly Sue DeConnick is going to have a a signing and meet and greet at Challengers on Wednesday, I believe the twenty fifth. You can check at Challengers website. So, so Kelly oh. Sue will be in town if you would like to meet her. Cool. Let's backpedal. Big stack of SIF number one. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> can we, can we backpedal a little bit? Yeah, like the next week, I think is the what was the uh, um, exclusive oh. yet? I, I don't Jason, think so. Jason, yeah. why why did you not like Moon Knight number one? I want to know. I'm yes, curious. I'd love to know. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I, I just didn't find it very. Are you coming back for the second issue? No. Okay. Oh, let me say this: I, I have never been a huge Moon Knight fan, so uh, like I've tried each of these various and sundry reboots over the last few years, from Charlie Houston to uh, half his fans that listen to our show are going to be. So I know, Alex. Well. Alex mad right now, but uh, hey, if they want to, if they want to get Bill Sienkiewicz and and do a Moon Knight series, I'm all over it. Alex Maleev, not so much. Yeah, yeah I, I'm 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 squarely now in the camp that. M- Malieve's in that same camp for me that uh, that uh, oh god now I can't really think of his name uh, the guy on on Iron Man um, oh Laroca oh, La- Laroca yeah, La Roca, okay. uh, yeah you know and he's 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 a guy I used to really dig and yeah. he's made a decision artistically to go in a different way and that's totally his prerogative but it's it's made him more you know, regression uh, than progression uh, not care for his art very much how does that happen because uh, i'm in the same boat as far as Malieve. loved him um yeah not not too long ago and now yeah. i just when when i see his stuff it's just i don't know i i'm not saying it's bad it just does not appeal to me anymore yeah yeah that's all yeah. um uh i i don't think i don't think specters uh, very interesting character, I guess. Maybe is what it comes down but to. He has but like three personalities. Not I think Mark Spector is plenty, plenty interesting. It's, I mean, that it's like uh, Anne Hayes in a costume. That can be an amazing character whenever handled right. Yeah, yeah. You know, with all the wackiness going on in Miller's head, let him take a stab at Moon Knight. <laughs> How about that? Miller and Sienkiewicz back again to do to do uh, Moon Knight together again for the first time. I read the first two issues of Venom, Vince. Love them. 
Talk about that, because I didn't get to read the first issue yet. So, yeah. Well, I want to talk about one book that I bought today. won't give you any details, but I, I have to say... How many books you I, bought today? I was very disappointed. Maybe it was a, a case of expecting too much from this creative team in light of all... And then people can figure out what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Greg Pack... So we're going to talk about uh, another group of characters that everyone thinks should be cool but it's just Greg just Greg Pack and Fred Van Lenty have rung my bell thousands of times their 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 work together I find always well until now always entertaining always compelling they they seem to work with characters I want to read about uh, as with this Alpha Flight 0.1 it's it's not a case of you can't go home again because I understand it's a point one issue. They're not going to reveal their entire hand on what is essentially a "Hey, look, we're publishing Alpha Flight again" type book. Your friends, because when when the the uh, I don't know if it's a mini series or an ongoing. It is. I think it's an eight issue series. All right. When the mini series begins, Eagle Sham Dale Eagle Sham will be doing the pencils, and so I'm thinking that I don't think the focus or the the information presented in this issue is going to go away. It's mm -hmm. just that this just, there was, aside from seeing the original team minus one together again and in action, fun. Okay. That was, that part about it was, was very heartwarming and, and fun. Other than that, the whole thing was just one, one big flat, uh, just, just fell flat for me. Uh, the art, is by uh, Ben Oliver and Dan oh, yeah, Green. I like Oliver. Uh, it's too soft. Okay. It, 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 it's it's like he almost... I haven't seen him in a while. It's almost like he blew the load on the first couple pages because the first one, two, three pages are very dense. There's a lot of different uh, background places. There's a city and there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of dialogue, so they're tight pages. After the first couple pages, it just seems like it's all figure work and the backgrounds just go away. It's just like wow. we're fighting against, we're fighting on top of color. Snowball. You know? So it's pretty much like Burns well. original then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may be right. Yeah. yeah. And it, no, it's, it's not badly drawn. It's just, there's nothing really compelling about this. Uh, and, uh, as a Clive Barker fan, uh, one of his, my favorite stories by him, uh, I believe it's called In the Hills, the Cities. If you're, if you've read it, uh, mm -hmm. these two cities, the, the, the population of each city straps themselves together in these huge anthropomorphic mounds of human beings and they fight each other. Well, there's a sequence in here where all these humans join together in a gigantic anthropomorphic body. And it's, it's not, it's not anything. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, it's flat. It's kind of lifeless. And you get, I don't know, you get to see North Star kiss a guy at the end. So that was kind of cool. But, um, no, it's, you don't see that every day in a comic. It's kind of neat. And it's well, interracial. It's like an, almost Star Trek. Do you do in Alpha Flight comics. It's an interracial. Uh, relationship, so it's almost like a Kirk and Uhura a bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I wanted to love this. I wanted to. I'm just going to. I'm. I'm going to reserve judgment and just say it's a point one 
issue and, and that's what I'm thinking yeah and it's taking place before you know, or or it's it's leaning I, I don't want to say what it's the prelude to the the new series coming out. I don't know what this has to do with, aside from the same writers, I don't know what this has to do with the upcoming series. I don't know if it leads into it. I don't know if it's supposed to get you ready for it. I'm just, I, I think, based on what you're saying and knowing that it's not the full same creative team, and I, I really hope if, if, if Alpha Flight is any issues that, that we have a consistent team on all the issues, but I'm going to go by that Alpha Flight 1 through 8 will Me be... Too. The Alpha Flight, and, and this is just this could be whatever. So the, this wasn't enough to sour me on the eight issues. They will, I will buy them, but uh, it's kind of put a little yeah. bit of a, a damper on my enthusiasm. I can, I can for, yeah. Your 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 expectations are tempered a little bit more. Little, yeah, a little bit. I I like I said, I, I expected Pack and Van Lenty to just spin my head around, and mm-hmm. it's not it's not happening here. That all. makes sense. I mean, considering what they've done in the past, you hell see, yeah, that's, that's, you know, they should that, they that, should write the write the piss out of Alpha Flight. Right. Uh, it's you get a uh, terrorists and and elections in Canada and mysterious organizations and. Well, I mean, I mean, you have to you have to understand they're they're whatever. starting out with Canadian characters, so they're already behind the eight ball. I just I, I just, <laughs> I just want. I, I knew it was coming. Or, <laughs> I just want this zero. I just want this point. Sorry, not zero issue. I just want this point one issue to wash the taste of Omega Flight out of my mouth. Oh, this will do that. Oh, yeah, snap. yeah, this will do that. Yeah, this this was the one issue was better than that. What was it? Omega Flight four <laughs> issues, God, five issues, five issues, are no, much better than that whole thing. Omega was a great writer. <laughs> he is. Uh-huh. But what are you going to do? I mean, the guy can't be a winner all the time. Just read Mouse Guard if you want. Not Mouse Guard. God damn it, I said Mouse Guard. That's right, read Mouse Guard. That's right, read Exactly. Two weeks in a row I fuck up. Read Mice Templar. (laughs) I'm such an ass. How did I get that? Yeah, yeah, I know. My bad, sorry. I read something really cool. What'd you read? I read the Rocketeer Rocketeer Adventures, number one. Now, see, you were yelling at me talking about Zombie, which came out last week, so you're going to go on about Rocketeer. It came out today, dude. Am I going to spoil it? I don't care. It's not something that's going to be spoiled. I mean, it's Rocketeer. It's, it's Rocketeer, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I'm not spoiling nothing. Tell us about it. Shut your yap! I'm sorry. Um, no, it, it, was, it, was, it was exactly what you would hope for out of a Rocketeer uh, anthology, which is what this is. Uh, you've got some a a list a plus list uh, creative talent on it uh john cassidy and mm-hmm. laura martin uh do a story uh Stop. mike allred and laura allred do a story and uh kurt busick and uh mike kaluta do a story oh <gasps> nice yeah and then you've got uh a really awesome mike mignola uh pinup and a uh a jim silky uh pinup <gasps> really a betty Yes. Oh, I can't wait to get it. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice. It's really nice. It's a Saturday evening post um, homage. Um, is she naked? The, um, no, but but there is there's an alternate cover, and who did the alternate cover? And it's a uh, it's Betty doing a, a nude photo shoot, and it's it's like this. This pinup was made for Vince. It's is nice. it uh, is it the same photo shoot they were doing in the Rocketeer uh, graphic novel with Betty with the sheet on the table? Uh, 
sheet on the table. Yeah. Where, yeah. Nice. The, uh, what's the meaning of this? Who are you? Is that Dave? Yeah. It, be Dave. Oh, it's Dave Stevens. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Uh, and so, uh, Alex Ross did the regular cover, I think. Alex right? Ross, and then you've got uh, a Dave Stevens uh, alternate cover, uh, Alex Ross uh, sketch or or pencil variant, and then there's all all sorts of of uh, different alternate covers for this. So it's I mean it, it, it's a it's a nice it's it's really a fun Rocketeer anthology piece. The uh, uh, I actually like the uh, the the John Cassidy uh, story was just a really good rocketeer story and and Cassidy art if you uh if you like such things and then the uh, the Mike Allred one looked great the story was was really kind of effed up and I'm interested to to see if if that story continues on in the next issue it's left on kind of a weird cliffhanger but uh, uh, the the Kaluta stuff was was just beautiful to see and a really really cool World War II story uh, so yeah it's uh, if you're a Rocketeer fan obviously you're going to get this but uh, uh, if you're just familiar with the character at all it's definitely definitely worth picking up yeah. well, if you're a fan of comic art too it's a no brainer Oh get yeah, it. Uh, yeah. The the like I said, the 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 talent's pretty pretty awesome. When it was originally solicited, I was a little bit reluctant because I don't want to see anybody else do Rocketeer, other than Dave Stevens. Right. You know, we hold we hold our 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 gods very mm-hmm. close to our hearts, but yeah, why keep why mothball the character? That's somebody you else. Know, but, but I think because it's not a Rocketeer series done by right. writer X and in artist Y, it's an anthology of yeah. creators that are obviously so so respectful of of Dave Stevens and and his legacy for what what honestly is a very small body of work mm-hmm. that yeah that right. impacted so many so many comic fans and creators and just the reverence that that people have for this creator is is pretty amazing um so yeah it's it's I'm looking forward to reading the the rest of them I think uh on, on Twitter, Busick wrote that uh, after reading the full book, that he doesn't he doesn't view this as a rocketeer rocketeer stories that Dave didn't do, but it's basically a um, a rocketeer or a Dave Stevens tribute. It, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it's a tribute. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Yep. I think Dave. If I wasn't already through puberty at the time, I think Stevens cover for uh airboy number five pretty much would have kicked me right past puberty <laughs> that, that, that's a gorgeous cover and it's and just, he did uh he did two entries in uh in who's who who did he, he really did? he did he did dolphin naturally oh right yeah and he did uh phantom lady nice well there you go yeah with, right. with, nice. with, with the nipples and everything he yeah. could draw yeah. the ladies for sure oh yeah, yeah. they gotta all have the single ladies all the single ladies do you know here's a little bit of dave stevens trivia uh i forget her name because i'm old but uh one of stevens's favorite models appears in the dave friedman movie space thing hmm. yes and when you see her she has the perky, puffy boobs that you've seen in a bazillion Dave Stevens 
uh, panels. I f- damn it, I forget her name, but she's in Dave Friedman's space thing. And uh, that was one of uh, Stevens' uh, favorite models. Yeah, she's hot. Have, have you ever seen um, the dude that got the full sleeve tattoo of the Rocketeer art? No. No. Oh, look it up. Look it up online. Just like Google Rocketeer sleeve tattoo or something like that. <laughs> and it's a dude, it's a dude that had his entire arm is. Make sure you save search images. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's crazy though. I mean, it is like exact, exact reproductions of Dave Stevens art in like panels. As as like a sleeve tattoo. Wow! I bet you Stringer could do the do the draw the piss out of a rocketeer oh, tattoo yeah, I'm, for you. I'm sure, I'm sure Stringer. It wouldn't surprise me if Stringer did it. Uh, wow! But it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And this gorgeous episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought already? to you by. Yeah. Already? Yeah, already. Because when we do the in your travels, that's another twenty minutes right there. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. Has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. In your travels, I have, uh, I've been, I dove into the second omnibus of this series over the weekend, and I am completely falling in love with these characters. It's, uh, Seely's Hackslash. I don't know what it is. He's working some kind of weird mojo magic because, I find Vlad one of the most compelling characters in comics. I love this character. And I know Cassie Hack is the star, quote star, and she's at the forefront of the the series, but Vlad is the heart and soul of this book. I I love it. Uh, In the second omnibus, they run into Herbert West, the reanimator. Cassie gets a couple of her toes cut off early in the first story uh this and it's really cool she you know how cassie is she doesn't want to admit weakness or um reluctance to show any kind of vulnerability and she she toughs out most of the issue but at the end she's looking at her foot and she's all bandaged and and she doesn't want to talk about it and she's in the bathroom and she just curls up in a ball and vlad holds her and he's like it's okay you know, it's going to be all right. And she just cries. That's awesome. In a horror comic, that's what makes it. The, 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 the nasty goings on and the killing and the, the, the slasher hunting and the, the nudity and the monsters wouldn't mean dick if you, you didn't care for the characters. And Cassie and Vlad are just great characters. I love this book. So read Hack Slash, uh, Omnibus number two. It's great. I love it. Do it. Done by a bunch of different artists. I'm not going to go through them all, but it's a plethora of uh, different styles and approaches. Even uh, um, Riverdale approach in this book. Yes, Riverdale. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, well, if you want to uh, uh, go down recent memory lane with me uh, with a series that that has just wrapped up and was one of the one of the real bright stop bright spots in uh, in sci-fi comics in the last couple of years i'm uh, rereading rebels from the beginning and uh, and got about got about halfway through uh last night and it is just so good and done so well even with the you know the little uh the little bumps in the roads with uh, with blackest night which actually worked thematically with the with the series and you see how really craft 
the, the craft of doing a really good sci-fi series in the DCU is handled in Rebels. So uh, uh, go back by those trades, you know, uh, download them off of you know whatever your your digital comic site of preferences, and and catch up on Rebels if you hadn't. It's just a really fun sci-fi comic book series. Cosine, cosine. Oh, it's true. Church. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm not completely up to date, especially since Vince was talking about the latest issue today on Twitter. Uh, but I have been enjoying, surprisingly so, mostly because of the character involved, not because of the creator team, creative team. Uh, <laughs> Hulk. Um, I, I, you know, I. Okay, after we found out who Red Hulk was and everything's fine, but I mean... Where does the mustache go? I don't care. Seeing how... Uh, seeing how... <laughs> he, 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 uh, he interacts with, with Bruce and, and the attitude he gets and, and the beatdown from Namor and how, how you know, you think somebody who could be that smart would just really be that stupid and fall for that where... Hulk and <laughs> so pissed and, and, and to get rid of him. Get out of my seat. He just throws him into the air and it's like, dude, really? I, I needed the air. So it's like it's yeah. just get out of my and it, and but it's it it's well told and the the little backup leading into the uh, I, I love that when when the backups actually tie into the Oh when, yeah. When they when they end up coming to ahead with, with the main story and it's just so I mean I'm I, I have an issue or two to get caught up and I have the point one issue I have to read still but I mean I I it was like listen I am I'm going to, to buy the Hulk because Gabriel Harbin's doing the art and I like Jeff Parker and you know I okay it, it's it's all right that you know that that it's featuring the Red Hulk but I still I'm enjoying the entire book from from the creators to the characters and and it's just it, it's a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be so i i would definitely and this story makes sense this the the story is is what you would assume would happen you and have the uh, a bunch of super powered bad guys all big brains and they get their asses kicked what would they have done they would have put a bunch of contingency plans in effect yes. that should they get their asses kicked f you you're gone anyway, and and, and all and these things are clicking. You it's, don't even have to have read. I mean, if you if you sat out on, on Fall of Hulks, and so be it. I mean, all you need to know is that shit's happening, <laughs> and and they're going to stop it, and or or they have to stop it, and and just just yeah. roll with it. And you don't you don't need a lot of backstory. It doesn't feel like, at no point do any of the the issues feel like okay, well that that was slow, yeah. or I don't. I mean, everything everything. The book is, is paced deliberately, I feel, and it's just it's yeah. told really well. You didn't have to read Fall of the Hulks or War of the, World War Hulk or any of that. All right. you have to know is Modoc's a prick, and yep. he planted planted seeds. Should he be defeated, that's going to come back and bite them on the ass. And that's what's and, happening. What's and, got Modoc? That's cool. And, and Bruce, could you? Well, no, do it doesn't. Personality. Well, yeah. so. I still hear it's been good. I'm, I'm it's, gonna it's catch great. Up on the Hulk. The, there's a, a Thor Hulk fight in the oh. second part of, of Scorched Earth where uh, automat well th there's bad blood between Thor and Red Hulk. With everybody, with Hulk and well, Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so. initially, Iron Man thought he was a villain, so he tried to <laughs> beat him down. Didn't, yeah. and then obviously they they work together. So Thor, uh, Steve Rogers calls in Thor, and uh, Thor flies in, sees the Red Hulk. And he starts kicking the shit out of him and just batting him around like a rag doll. And uh, Steve's like, Thor, 
you know, I'm working with him. And Thor's like, says something to the effect like, yeah, I know, I got your call. I just wanted to kick his ass a little bit. Nice. You know, that that's Thor. That's cool. That's really cool. And Hardman's a son of a bitch. I, I look at his art and it just disgusts me how one cry, person could, it could be that goddamn talented. I say it all the time. It's it's he's phenomenal. He he's. Oh, I wish I, I could draw like that. Mm-hmm. And it's his second job. I know. Reminds me a lot of Alex Toth. His work. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. 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 Uh, well, in your travels, uh, if if you don't feel like. Uh, Reading a big event, I got a comic that gives you everything you want to have and then some. By Archie Comics. Written by Mr. Ian Flynn. With art by Patrick Spaziante, Matt Herms, and John Workman, people. Biggity Workman! I'm talking about fucking Mega Man number one, bitches. (laughs) One of the best video games of all time. Now by Archie Comics as a comic. First issue came out this past week. It's the dope scene. It's got Mega Man. It's got Dr. Wily. It's got Robot Masters. It's got power-ups. It's the heat. When you're done, you're done reading that. I'm glad you, glad you enjoyed that. So now so you're now all you crackly, can... dude. Crackly well, motherfucker. Yep. Wrap it up, Vince. Do it Do it as a Dalek. We'll be back. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Exterminate this episode, Vince. Chris is dying to have us disconnect before the uh, heat in this second game. Fuck you. Cut, 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 cut. That's a fucking joke, right?